Uh, today, we present Shnayim Mikro for Parshas Truma, beginning from Revi till Hamishi. We have already studied about various components of the Mishkan, particularly the furnishings of the Oron, the Ark, Shulchan, the table, and the menorah, the candelabra. We have also seen in detail about the canopy or drapings which served as the roof and as the external blankets of the uh, Mishkan. And we saw that there was a Mishkan made of fabric, silk, wool, linen. There was then an ohel made of the uh, long hair of goats. And then above that, there were a, above that ohel, there was a michse, perhaps two michseot, um, one made of ram's hide, and the other made of the hide of the animal called tachash. Now, what we have not yet learned about is the walls of the Mishkan. The walls, which of course supported the blankets or drapings which we studied in yesterday's Shlishi to Revi. Now, from Revi to Chamishi, we're going to learn about the walls. And the walls consisted of a series of planks of wood called Kiroshim. As we see now in Posuk Tesvov, in Perek Chofov, at Revi, the beginning. The Osisa es hakroshim la Mishkon. Moshe is told to make these planks for the Mishkon. And the planks are to be made of atzei shitim omdim. They are to be standing planks made of this shitim wood, of which we saw already the oron was made, and so too the shulchan. And, by the way, the badim, the poles or rods, which were inserted through the rings of both the um, Aron and the Shulchan. Why are these uh, Atzei Tim called Omdim, standing? Various interpretations. Rashi here uh, veers a little bit from the simple pshat, meaning that they were erect, and says that these boards or planks were omdim, were standing from the time of Yaakov Avinu. That Yaakov Avinu planted trees in Mitzrayim and had these trees brought with him, so in, with them, with the Jewish people into the desert, so that they would be ready uh, when um, the, they were needed as the planks walls of the Mishkan. Uh, there are other interpretations of Omdim. Um, among them, a parish which is very interesting to me, and that is that you can't use wood which was just fallen and lying around, uh, strewn about the, the wilderness, but rather you had to take Aitzim wood from standing trees, from trees which were growing. This is a commentary of the Baalei Hatosis and the Chizkuni, who was also one of the Baalei Hatosis, on uh, this puzzle. In any case, let's get to the simple facts. 
these planks, how many were there to be? Each plank was ten amos high. The and each one was an amo and a half wide. Now, if there were amo and a half wide, and there were ten along the long walls, along the northern, and ten along the southern walls, then we see that the length of the Mishkan was ten times an uh, amo and a half. Now, if you take a look at each Koresh, the Koresh was ten amos high, one and a half amos wide. At the bottom of the Keresh were carved out two prongs. Imagine an electric plug put into a socket. So the, they have the female recept, receiving socket insert, and then you have the prongs, the male prongs, which are inserted into the socket. At the bottom of the Keresh were carved two of those prongs, to be inserted, as we will see, in the adonim, in the sockets, the silver sockets, which were the supports of the keresh from below each keresh. But in describing each keresh, each keresh was ten amos long, an amo and a half wide, and at the bottom, on the underneath side of the keresh, were two yados, two hands, as it were, two prongs, Mishulavos Isha Elachosa, two matching parallel prongs. Kain Taaseh Lechol Karshei Hamishkon. Each Keresh, and we will see that there were a total of 28 of them. Each of them had underneath it these two prongs to be inserted into sockets. Viosisa es Hakroshim Lamishkon, Esrim Keresh. For the southern wall, Rashi here says here, the word pa'as or peya does not mean as it usually means, corner, but here it means the flank, the side. The entire southern side of the Mishkan, the length of the Mishkan, was composed of 20 keresh. 20 keresh, each one an amma and a half wide, gives you the total length of 30 amos. That's the southern wall. Since there were 20 keroshim, and underneath each keresh were these uh, prongs, you had to have sockets for these prongs to be inserted into them. And the sockets consisted of the adonim, as we will see in a moment, made of silver, which were ultimately the underneath support of all of these walls. Viarboim adnei chesef, 20 kroshim, 40 adonim. Taase tachas esrim hakoresh. Shnei adonim tachas hakoresh There were two adonim underneath each keresh. So, one yad into one oden, one prong into one socket hole. And two adonim under each and every keresh for the two yados, for the two prongs, which were protruding from underneath each keresh. This was for the south, Negbo Temono. 
similarly, the parallel wall in the north, exactly the same thing. The second, literally the second rib of the Mishkan, the second long wall of the Mishkan, the northern wall, also had Esrim Koresh. And Pasukhov Aleph also had 40 Adonehem Kosev, 40 silver sockets, same thing. Shnei Adonim Tachas HaKeresh O'Echod, Shnei Adonim Tachas HaKeresh O'Echod. Underneath each board were two Adonim, and each Oden was a hole or a socket, and, and therefore, under the two Adonim, under each Keresh, the two Yados, the protruding prongs, could be inserted into the holes of the two Adonim. There is an interesting open question as to whether these Adonim, imagine a silver socket, so you have silver walls and a hole in the middle, didn't have a silver floor. Now, here, there seems to be an interesting machlokas, um, a difference of uh, opinion. In the Raul Bag's commentary on Bereshis, newly published and beautifully edited by Mosada Rav Kook, and in uh, the, stand, the, the classic Sefer, which I referred to from time to time, called Mincha Bolulo, they both say that the purpose of the Adonim, of the silver sockets, was since that they were implanted into the ground, ultimately, if wood is implanted into the ground after a time, the wood would rot. And these Adonim, silver, of course, does not rot, or does not rot very quickly. Um, and these Adonim would protect the undersides of the Kuroshim, of the wooden boards, from rotting, from decaying which would seem to indicate that they did have a floor. On the other hand, in the commentary of Rabbeinu Avroham, the son of the Rambam, he writes specifically that the Adonim were halulim, belishulayim, they were hollow and had no bottoms. Uh, because if they would have bottoms, then the height of the Mishkan would be that much taller than the ten Amor height of which we know. In any case, we have at this point described the Kroshim, each one ten amos high and an amo and a half wide, two protruding prongs underneath each one to be inserted in the silver sockets, the northern wall and the southern wall to be comprised of 20 Kroshim, of 20 of these boards, 20 times an amo and a half it equals 30, so 30 amos is the length of the northern and southern walls, of course, parallel walls. Now, what about the western wall? Pasukhov base. Uliar Kaseha Mishkon Yomo, as far as the flanks, or literally the thighs of the Mishkon to the west, meaning the western wall of the uh, Mishkon, Taase Shishok There are six Kuroshim each an amma and a half wide, that covers nine amos. Six times one and a half equals nine. So nine amos of the width of the Mishkan along the western wall were covered by the six Kurashim, but we know that the width was ten amos. So with only nine Kurashim, now Pasuk Chav Gimel covers that. 
ושני קרושים תעשה לי מקוצוס המשכון ביער חסויים. On the two corners, the northwest and southwest corners of the Mishkan are two קרושים, each of them having one half armor blanketing or covering the open space, the half armor uncovered by the nine amos on the northern side and the half armor uncovered by the central nine amos on the southern side were now covered by the kroshim. The other armor of the keresh was, of course, blocked by the northwest and southwest most kroshim. So you have a total of eight kroshim on the western side, six which you could see fully from inside the Mishkan, and two, each one an arm and a half wide, on the western corners, southwest and northwest corners of the Mishkan. Now, the entire U is now formed. You have the southern and northern parallel walls of 20 Kuroshim, and you have the western wall of 8 Kuroshim. These Kuroshim are flush up against each other, tightly packed against each other, as the Pesach now says. That these at the bottom, where the Adonim are, the sockets are, these sockets did not protrude beyond the width of the Keresh. But the Keresh, each Keresh was flush up against the other Keresh. That's the meaning of the Amim. They are, as if to speak, so to say, twins. Now, at the upper ends of the Kroshim, they were also tightly compressed against each other. But here it was necessary for them to be held together by clasps, which the Pasa calls rings, tabaos. <clears throat> what happened was, at the top of each Keresh, let's say, imagine the extreme left side of the Keresh, of Keresh A, there was a groove cut very close to the end. And the right-hand extreme of the um, next carish adjoining it, also a groove. And those grooves were held together by clasps, fastening them together, so that they were held tightly together from bottom to top of each carish. That's the meaning in Pesach of Dalit. V'yachdov yihiyu samim, samim equals so'amim, they are twins held together al rosho at the head of each carish. El one ring or clasp, fastening and holding together the two kroshim by grooves which were carved in each uh, or cut in each keresh. This is true of each and every single um, each and every single keresh. Uh, and it was also true of the the Kuroshim in the corners. Here things got a little tricky because you had to connect the width of the um, westernmost northern Keresh with the uh, cut, with the groove in the Keresh of the extreme northernmost western set of Kuroshim. To do that, you had to have kind of an L-shaped clasp. That's the meaning here of So not only were all of the northern 
Kuroshim held fast together at the top by these clasps. And all of the southern Kuroshim held fast. But so too, the um, western Kuroshim, the northernmost one of them, was held fast to the westernmost northern Keresh, and the southernmost western Keresh was held fast to the westernmost southern Keresh. Now, on the western side, you have eight Kuroshim, again, six which could be seen, two blanketing or covering the corners, Adnehem Kesef, each of those had Adonim, two Adonim for each Keresh, Shisha Osor Adonim, a total of 16 sockets, Shnei Adonim Tachasa Keresh Echod, Shnei Adonim Tachasa Keresh Echod, two Adonim under each Keresh, so every Keresh, whether it's south, north, or west, identically had uh, sockets underneath them, two sockets underneath each Keresh, one socket for each protruding yad, and every keresh is bound tightly, clasped tightly to every adjacent keresh. Now, making sure even more so that the keroshim were held together, we have bars, bars which, which ran along the length of the row of keroshim, and these bars held together even more tightly the keroshim. You are to make crossbars out of this shitim wood. Five crossbars for each side of the mishkon. Five crossbars for the boards of the opposite side of the mishkon, north and south. The Chamishoverichim, and also five crossbars, the Karshet Sela Hamishkon, Layarchosayim Yoma, for the western side. Now Rashi explains that there were really, when we say five crossbars for each side, we mean as follows. If you look at, imagine the entire wall of 20 Karashim in front of you. On the upper quarter, at the end of the uppermost quarter of the length of the Keresh, imagine a crossbar going from east to west, crossing the first five, sorry, the first ten Kuroshim, then a space and another crossbar going across the other ten Kuroshim. And similarly, at the lower quarter of the wall which is facing you, crossbars going from east to west, one crossbar the length of the length of the width of ten Kuroshim, and another crossbar going the length of the width of the other ten Kuroshim. So that's four crossbars. That's four of the f- four crossbars. Then there was a fifth crossbar, which did not cross across the surface of the Kuroshim, but rather which was introduced, which was inserted through the midst of the thickness of each Keresh. This is the central crossbar which was actually in the middle of the thickness of each Keresh. Imagine a hole drilled to the thickness of the Keresh going through all 20 Keroshim and a central bar inserted through all 
are 20. 30 almost long. Mavriach, running, min hakotze el hakotze. So that you have at each wall a total, both north and south and west, a total of five crossbars, two upper ones, two lower ones, all of those running on the outside surface of the wall, inserted through bars, and then a fifth briach going through the entire length of each wall, but inserted through the thickness of the wall. Now, says Rashi, the kiroshim, although made of wood, were overlaid with gold. They were made of gold. The Estaba Osehem and their rings Taasezahov Botim Labrichim, which rings? These are golden rings which are placed one on each keresh through which the Brichim run. So along the surface of the walls you have these Tabaos and the rods, crossbars, go through these Tabaos. That's how they are supported. And the rods themselves are covered with gold. Rashi explains that it wasn't that they were overlaid with gold so much as that there was a gold, uh, imagine a semicircle of gold running along the entire length of the Kiroshim. Through that semicircle of gold, the wooden crossbars were inserted. That's how the crossbars were covered with gold. There was a chatzikane, uh, a, a, a semicircle of gold, which was fastened to the kroshim through which the crossbars were inserted. So now we have the walls of the Mishkan, 20 kroshim on the north, 20 on the south, 8 on the west, um, uh, each one held fast together by Adonim below, by clasps above, and further held together by crossbars running uh, across the top of the Krushim outer surface, across the bottom of the Krushim outer surface. And they are inserted through rings and through half circles of gold. And then in the central width, the center of the width of the Krushim, a Briach Tichon, a central crossbar, everything is fastened tightly together, and that, those constitute the three walls, south, north, and west of the Mishkan. Then the Pesach says, concluding this parsha, uh, you should um, raise up the Mishkan, you should erect the Mishkan, according to the prescription, according to the rules which, I, which you have been shown on the mountain. Here, Rashi, on this concluding Pasuklamet, points out that this is not a command for now. The Mishkan is not yet ready to be erected. But when the time comes, and it's totally completed, then you should erect it. And when you do so, you should do so according to the rules. Asher Oresa according to Rashi, does not mean which you have been shown on the mountain, but rather which you will at that point have been shown on the mountain. So that this pasuk is 
speaking of the future. When all is done, then erect the Mishkan according to the exact procedures which you will have been shown on the mountain. And of course, that is something which we will not study about until Parshas Kekude. So we have reached Hamishi. We have the three major furnishings, Oron, Shulchan, and Menorah. We have the walls of the Mishkan, the Kuroshim, on three sides, and all the various um, procedures and, 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 um, uh, uh, and, and steps which were taken to make sure that the walls are tight and held fast together. And above these walls are the various draperies and curtains which served as the roofs and also as the outer blankets of those kroshim of those walls. Tomorrow, Mietz Hashem, we will learn Chamishi and then Shishi and Shvi, learning even more details about the furnishings of the Mishkan.